In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighborhood cat. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Hello and welcome to Sexier Than the Squirrel. In this episode, this bonus episode, we are going to be talking about and celebrating Crufts. Crufts. Now, if you haven't heard about Crufts, Crufts is the world's biggest dog show. And I mean biggest. It is huge. And we've been there for the past few years and always celebrated being part of such a huge dog event. And the reason why we make a point of going to Crufts is really because that we know that no dog or relationship or owner should ever be lost and that's in a world where maybe people around you or around people that you know have, be, have been telling you or, or your friends actually there's no hope like oh they're a jack russell terrier this is this is kind of how they've got to be or they're a husky this is how they've got to be or they're a border collie that's how they are and so we go to crafts really to continue this ripple that is transforming dogs and owners' lives. Now, we want to be there to share the revolution that is the games-based dog training. And actually, this year, it's going to get even more exciting because, da-da-da, we have a brand new book that's going to be part of uh, the Crufts Celebration. Yeah. So I suppose, um, for us, it's a it's a huge um, event. And actually, it's a huge celebration. Dogs worldwide come to this event. And we want to be there to tell them um, that actually, there is a way, there's a path, um, and it's an exciting way. So we'll tell you a little bit more about that in a minute yeah so um this year is the first year and it's very exciting that we will actually have a stand at cruft so absolute what did dogs you say? and aok9 will have a stand and for those of you coming to crufts you'll be able to visit us and come say hi um and um, and pick up some super cool stuff in hall four and it's stand 151b now when tom says come over and visit the stand and see everybody that might also include some of our fairy friends so you might be able to um come and meet some of us uh, some of our team uh, have pictures with um, us or some of the dogs you know what we want to meet you we want to see um, game changers from all over the world so uh, like Tom says that stand Tom is Hall 4 stand 151B so the reason why we thought you know it would be a really good opportunity to, to, to do kind of a bonus episode of the podcast is because Crufts Obviously, we're going to have our dogs there. Lauren's competing. We're going to have dogs doing demos on the on the stand as well. And Crufts represents like a really complex, scary environment, it's, potentially. It's quite a unique environment, isn't it? It's quite a special yeah. environment in the sense that, I mean, I've competed there for the past at least few years. I can't remember, maybe five years. And it is a 
it's a definite planning strategy to even get in and out of Crufts, let alone to be there, whether that's demoing or competing. There's a lot for our dogs to take in. Now, whether you're at Crufts or whether you're at other events, this is something we can consider when we're training dogs. What sort of complex environments do we put them in that actually maybe in the real world they wouldn't be in ever at all? And really what we've got to think is that a, a dog show is just an extreme example of some of the complexity and distractions and dangers that you might see in the dog park that you might see i don't know if you take your dog to the pub that you might see if you take your dog to your local town center maybe you compete with your dog so maybe you do dog agility or maybe you do fly ball or maybe you do some obedience or possibly you get involved in i don't know working trials tracking uh, police dog work all of those environments ask a huge amount of our dogs and just like tom said yes whilst we're not we're not in crufts every weekend actually there are many complex environments mm -hmm. that our dogs um do potentially uh, go to visit yeah so some tips the first tip that we have for those of you that take your dogs to more complex environments is you have to be your dog's hero you have to be their guardian and that you're 100 percent responsible for them in that environment so whether that's you protecting them from the world or maybe you protecting the world from them depending on which side of the line your dog falls on the responsibility lies with you now second one for me is not every dog suits these environments so actually the dogs that we have that you can come and visit on the stand um you really should expect that actually we've assessed them before they ever get anywhere near yeah. those environments so a second one is not every dog needs to be in this world mm -hmm. uh, for crafts or for big events and you can protect them so some dogs we just will never put in these complex yeah. environments or where we can we'll safeguard so they get minimum exposure to these types of environments if you come and visit any dogs on the stand they are going to have been assessed by us so they are proof to be there now the next tip is that especially in complex environments we have to consider and really guard this thing that is our dog's bucket now what do we mean by our dog's bucket well stress pays into our dog's bucket so whether that's positive stress so excitement maybe excitement at, i don't know doing some training at crufts or whether it's um, maybe negative stress like they hear a dog bark over there and they're a little bit worried about that that pays into the bucket as well and the thing is over the course of a day let alone over the course of a four-day event these buckets are going to fill so when you have your dog in a complex environment whether that's that you're you're going to a family member's house for christmas that's a complex environment environment or whether you are going to an agility show or you're looking to compete with your dog in obedience the, the key is that we have to manage their buckets so one thing that we would think about is how much do we really want to expose them to the environment how much do we want to have them in that environment all day every day with things paying into their bucket or are we going to be quite smart about giving them opportunities for that bucket to empty the fourth one um, for both of us is that we ditch the bowl and we ditch the routine so these days are completely different for our dogs so they're not stressful in the sense that they're not having their dinner at the same time or they're not having their walk maybe at the same time this for them is effectively part of their daily exercise and it is part of how they're going to earn their daily food so in the crafts arena you might see me with blink and she will be getting part of her daily food while she's in there warming up yeah. or while she's in there cooling down she may have a kong after a workout she may have a filled bone after a workout and when i say a workout i mean running around the main arena so our dogs because they live ditch the bowl and because 
because they live ditch the routine these days actually shouldn't be stressful because anticipation isn't something that they have to experience um on a daily basis actually they don't know what's coming and when it's coming right like it's 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 their lifestyle so i would say if you don't already ditch the bowl and if you don't already ditch the routine and it's not something you're familiar with then actually get on board listen to what we what we do maybe make sure you've downloaded the resource that comes um, with the podcast yeah absolutely you can get that by going to absolutedogs.me forward slash start and then you can download that resource now um, a little funny story it's a bit of a tangent but it's quite quite an amusing one about ditch the routine i was um i was chatting to someone the other day in the context of a behavior consult and talking to it was it was on skype it was a distance one and we were trying to figure out why this dog's bucket was always so full and it never really emptied and the whole time well the owner was kind of contemplating why a dog's bucket was was full the whole time the dog was walking along the keyboard of the laptop was nudging her and prodding her was maybe barking at her maybe like picking up the carpet picking up the rug and pulling it around the room and she was just chasing him around the room the whole console console i don't think she was really paying attention to be honest and um and the funny thing is with that, I said, you know, is this is this fairly normal? And she's like, yeah, no, this is normal because he does this until I take him for a walk. But the challenge is that I get back from the walk and he starts this whole process all over again. So this dog effectively never gets the opportunity to rest. So I guess the next tip that we'd say is that you've got to ditch the routine, ditch the bowl, but then you've got to think about putting some value into calmness and inspiring calmness because it's... It's hard enough for a dog to be calm at home when they're anticipating all different things, as, as that story shows. Um, but then when we take them to a complex environment where there's lots of things happening, there's lots of anticipation, there's maybe other dogs around them where their buckets are full. We've got to work especially hard at actually encouraging calmness, promoting calmness. And that doesn't happen in the situation. That happens for the situation. All the dogs that you're going to see with us at Crufts, they've already had calmness inspired, right? They've already, they've already been... They've, They've, they've flexed that calmness muscle so that it's nice and strong for that environment. And not dissimilar to what Tom was just saying, um, I remember uh, I remember the lovely lady with the Springer Spaniel. Uh, she was um, staying here on a naughty but nice camp. And I don't know if you remember, but we were talking on uh, how she ditched the bowl. Mm-hmm. And she was with us for four days um, training her dog. And she really um, was very, very insistent that ditch the bowl did not work. Mm-hmm. And when we discussed it with her in a little more detail, um, Um, She had a sniffy spaniel. How sniffy, Tom? Very, very sniffy. And we said, well, what are you doing with the ditch the bowl? And she said, well, I'm scattering it on the ground. Now, you can imagine, right, that actually the value is all on the ground already and we're putting more value. Why are we talking about this in this context? Well, often we'll meet people where they'll say, I've ditched the bowl and yet my dog is less calm. And we'll say, well, how have you ditched the bowl? And they'll say, left spins, right spins, tricks, leg weaves. Well, consider the fact that maybe at Crufts exactly how you're going to ditch the bowl so for me when I'm thinking about how I want to use the ditch the bowl I've got to utilize it to my advantage so when we're thinking complex environments think about how you utilize ditch the bowl or think about how you utilize ditch the routine for your maximum benefit the lovely lady that we we're talking about with a springer spaniel you know what she had definitely ditched the bowl she told us all about it while she was here staying with us however how she ditched the bowl and what she was actually using that food for in her training we pulled it up and she kind of went wow 
wow light bulb moment so so think about um how how you're using the food and what exactly you're doing with it and training for that moment um is really important yeah so next tip that we wanted to share with you on this one is when you when you're in a complex environment especially when you're you're a little bit on show in whether that's a family christmas or whether that's an agility competition or crufts the world's biggest dog show you need to have in place what if scenarios so for example what are you going to do if your dog barks at a dog over there what are you going to do what game are you going to play to counteract or that what are, what are you going to do if another dog lands on your dog from nowhere because i know that that certainly happened to us last year yeah. in crufts a dog from nowhere came out of the blue big german shepherd and bang there he was right in front of our dog and yeah. we didn't even see an owner let alone anything else or another one was we're in the hotels because that's also part of it we're in the hotels walking down the corridor loose afghan hound yeah. cruff's car park into the hotel loose afghan hound with jangly bits i mean on the collar tags like literally running up and down the corridor yeah these are sort of what if scenarios that you might not have even considered what you're going to do in that moment but it's quite important and you're never going to consider all of them but it's quite important you've got some go-to strategies yeah. right tom and equally the other one that you'll that you'll commonly get in environments where basically where there are just other human beings is people that are approaching your your dog when you you know your dog won't enjoy that experience and in the moment where you see it unfolding you see it happening and they're they're walking with conviction towards you you need to have words ready to go that mean that you can actually stop that from happening but if you try and think of the words on the spot you're going to kind of get this effect which is and you'll say it with no uh, conviction and you'll say it with no um sort of empowering mm -hmm. um language so for me it's really important that your body language language is going to impact you want to be impactful mm -hmm. right you want to yeah. be able to say it with confidence so for me i might say i mean i might not even say anything i might have addressed it with my body language way before that owner ever gets near me yeah. or i might have something like my dog's not going to enjoy that experience or is not going to enjoy this experience right now mm -hmm. i'll catch you later mm -hmm. um, and i'm going to get that a lot at crufts having a dog like blink at crufts is is really great she loves people she loves dogs um having a dog like venture at crufts actually it's new for her i don't know how she's going to respond so for her i'm not going to want necessarily to have loads and loads of um, interaction with new people new things so having that ability to read situations before they ever happen having the ability to look ahead and see what's going on ahead and see that whether that's a good picture to put her in and also kind of looking at the dog in front of me venture and seeing how she responds because yeah. uh, for those of you that are coming to crafts um, blink is competing on thursday uh, blink is competing on friday and both venture and blink are competing at the weekend so um it's quite a busy weekend for us mm -hmm. in terms of competition and just on that note really quickly Tom I thought it might be worth saying that when they're not competing they are away from the event so yeah. we don't leave them in that event experience uh, for long they're in there for whilst they're competing or whilst they're doing something and whilst they're not they will go away from the event and we will personally be in um, hotels just off-site so that actually they can go and relax when they're not competing and I think that's really important isn't it when we consider yeah, calmness absolutely. and ditch the routine and um, being able to empty the bucket yeah and that's the equivalent guys for those of you that are thinking god i would never ever want to take my dog to crafts um well that's not what we're saying what we're saying is this is an example of a complex environment and if you're taking your dog to um a family members for christmas that's exactly what i'm thinking family christmas that then actually then they shouldn't be around in the the, the mayhem for the whole day or for the
the whole three days or however long your Christmas goes on, right? Because actually that's just going to be bucket filling. And so our dogs aren't necessarily going to take themselves away from the environment. Like Blink is not going to be like, hey guys, I'm just going to pop back to the hotel. Um, I need a bit of a rest. You, you're their protector. You're their guardian. You're the one that helps to make those decisions. Just like Tom said, there's no way Blink would take her out of that mm. self out of that environment. Even if she could, mm. she would be the center of attention all day long. She loves photos. She yeah. loves people. She loves dogs. She loves life. She loves treats. She loves all the lovely things that people give her. She loves um, all of the affection. She enjoys the experience. However, why is it sensible, Tom, that mm. I don't leave her in that all day from when we arrive, maybe 7 a.m. and we can leave up to about 7 p.m. So that's mm. a 12 hour day. The reason is, is because effectively that bucket is being filled with negative experiences, sure. But, you know, for a dog like Blink or maybe a dog like your dog at the family Christmas, it's also filling with positive experiences. And once the bucket fills, it really doesn't matter whether it was positive or negative that went into it. The bucket's going to overflow. And when it overflows, that's when we get these seemingly unpredictable responses. Oh, he's never done that before. And so that is our top, top tip, I'd say, for all of this. Now, we've got some announcements. The announcements are exciting. So we are so passionate, right? about Naughty But Nice. Yeah. Naughty But Nice is possibly the biggest, um, for us, revolution. It's taken over, I mean, Naughty But Nice dogs training all over mm -hmm. the world. When we say Naughty But Nice, we mean dogs that maybe maybe bark, maybe yeah. lunge, maybe react to other dogs. Maybe they're worried, anxious, they don't like noises. Maybe they're dogs that lick their lips whenever someone goes near them. These are dogs that typically maybe, behave like dogs. Yeah, maybe they're just easily distracted. Maybe they, you know, what they, they find the squirrel sexier than you right now. Maybe they, they're sniffy. Yeah. They're, all of these examples are examples of naughty but nice dogs. And these are the dogs that are often labeled as stubborn, untrainable. They're often labeled as no hope. They're often labeled based on their breed rather than who they are individually. Maybe they're difficult dogs. Mm. Maybe people have said they're difficult. Maybe they're not welcome in training classes. Maybe they are stubborn or maybe they are seemingly disinterested in you. Yeah. These are what we would call naughty but nice dogs. And to celebrate the naughty but nice revolution, to celebrate Crufts, to celebrate where we are, what we're doing, all of the dogs that we get to see. What are we doing, Tom? We're doing something cool. And that is that we are releasing our brand new book, The Naughty But Nice Revolution at Crufts. So those of you that are coming to Crufts, you're going to be able to swing by the stand and grab a copy of The Naughty But Nice Revolution. That is announcement number one, but oh it does God. not stop there because Crufts is even more exciting than this. Those of you that are at Crufts, you're going to be able to swing by the stand and you are going to be able to pick up a free DVD. Say what? Did you a say free, free? A free DVD suited to the struggle that you are experiencing with your dog right now. It's a free DVD you're going to be able to pick up just by coming and saying hey at the stand. So as soon as you come and say hey at the stand, we've got a DVD that's going to suit your struggles. You can talk to one of our trainers on the stand and they can help to marry you up with the right solution yeah. for you. So not only can you maybe pick up a copy of the Naughty But Nice book, whether that's for you, whether that's for a friend, maybe you want to take a few copies abroad, maybe you want to send them as, I don't know, gifts. You can come and visit the stand and you're also going to get your free um, DVD at the same time. Yeah, but not only that. Oh my. If you wear Absolute Dogs clothing to Crufts, to the stand, you are going to get a special, special prize. Yeah. So you're going to get actually get to get like a, a cool little surprise just for um, just for just for being awesome and spreading the spreading the love. So if you're a game changer, if you own any of the Absolute Dogs clothing, whether that's the sexier than a squirrel clothing, whether that's the Absolute Dogs Training Academy clothing, whether that's the Pro Dog Trainer clothing, if you know about Absolute Dogs and you've got some of that clothing, you need to get over to that stand. Where's yeah. the stand, Tom? The stand is in Hall Four and it's Stand One Hundred and Fifty One. 
1B. Now, not only that, there is one more thing. That and there are actually many more things, but we're not so sharing exciting. all of these with you. There is also going to be AOK9 at Crufts. Now, when we say AOK9, what we mean is a very limited opportunity mm. to explore and experience some brand new... Brand new stuff that is actually going to bring you towards being your dog's health hero. So we're not going to say any more about that other than there are brand new things at Crufts. And very limited in terms of what's there. So you really need to visit the stand yeah. yourself to see it and believe it. And of course, those of you that are not coming to Crufts, what are you doing? You should be there. But also, um, we're going to be sharing with you um, video clips, photos, lives, things like that while we're at Crufts so that you can get in on the action and you can see some of the cool stuff that is going on. And if you've got a friend that is visiting Crufts, make sure you send them via the stand because yeah. then at least you can stay in touch with some of the things that are going to be at the stand but won't necessarily be anywhere else so Crufts really is going to be at a, a bit of a special place this year for us yeah so that's all for this bonus episode of the sexier than a squirrel podcast to celebrate Crufts we'll see you next time and remember stay, stay sexy, sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the Worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video programme, huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today, where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.